Good evening and welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm really excited about tonight because I have all my favorite friends. And tonight we'll be talking about being a stand for love and being single. So this topic comes from, this is the month of Valentine's Day and a lot of people may be feeling lonely and the purpose of this panel is really to let you see that you can be a stand for love by being in love with love itself, which is different, as you will see, than having self-love. So with no further ado, I'm going to introduce my dynamic panel, starting with Nicole Jackson. Hello, welcome. Greetings, sister. Pleasure to be here. Fahima <laughs> Muhammad. Hi. Welcome. And Taimi Morgan. Hi. <laughs> Happy to be here. Yes. So, ladies, you know, I, I had you be on the panel because you're all single and you're all stand for love. And I want you first to, to tell us what that means to be a stand for love. Um, from your perspective. We'll start with Ty, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, so to me, what it means to be a stand for love is to be fully committed to living in that vibration of love. And people have a, I guess you could say, a misperception of what love really is. They think that love is transactional. They think that love is attached to form. But it's not, you know, love is who we are. And love is the only true law and vibration that really exists, that's real. And so in being a stand for love, that means no matter what, being committed to remaining in that vibration and not allowing anything to take you out of that. And it takes practice, you know, um, because I, what I understand is that, you know, as spirits having a human experience, we have a lot of practice siding with the ego and listening to the ego. And so sometimes being a stand for love can feel like you're crazy <laughs> or look like you're crazy, but um, it's a way that the world in totality doesn't really connect with because there's so much ego stuff happening and there's you know so much suffering that people perceive. And so in being a stand for love, I say it's really um, being bold and also <sighs> being bold and being courageous because you're literally going to look like you're not you're you're not standing with the rest of the world. It kind of seems like you're walking alone, but there are so many people who are committed to love and staying in that vibration. And so that's what it means to me. Thank you for that. And did you notice I was able to figure out the solo thing? <laughs> and I was like, how do I make her just show up? So, <laughs> you know, I, I love that because, you know, each one of you have a different spiritual practice. And, and that's really what I want to bring into the mix. So thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Fahima. Wow, um, that's a very big question. And um, I do agree, um, basically, with Tayomi. I think it's really important that we actually do have a sense of uh, frequency that we actually um, have within ourselves. And we always look at love as two-dimensional, thinking that it's me and another person. But it's just me. And it's about whatever's around us and it doesn't matter if it's a being or not um i love that kind of language and i i think a lot of people don't really understand that and i think that you know it's such a shame because i've entered into that space myself uh being single for many years now and understanding that i am still so excited about life and about love and i don't have any kind of uh, mistrust or hurt or pain in a, regardless of any sort of past trauma or betrayal 
or um, infidelity or cheating. And yes, I have moments. I'm human and I can even still cry remembering things from my past, but it does not really affect me and it doesn't really show up in any sort of potential relationship. I think the relationship that we need to have most definitely, regardless of whether you have faith or not or belief or not, is something which is higher and above and something a little bit more than ourselves. And we always limit ourselves every day to just thinking that love is about, you know, another person. And obviously, most of the time we're thinking, especially in relationships, that it's got, it's got to be something that we're going to feel when it's given to us. We can give it to ourselves. We can feel it around us all the time and within us, you know, constantly. And I think that for me is a beautiful thing that keeps me keep, you know, shining and smiling, even for no reason. <laughs> People think maybe, you know, a little bit crazy, but I, I don't mind that crazy. I can live with that and I'm okay with that. And, you know, to be single and to be um, sort of like, in that space of having love around you and within you, regardless of who's there or not, I think it's really, um, it's, it's inspiring to people that can even feel that energy. And, you know, they gravitate towards you because there isn't that sort of um, lack of anything. And I think for me, that's really powerful. Thank you. I'm sorry, I was a little click happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're both talking about the frequency and that you're using it as a verb and a noun. Very, very key here. All right. Nicole, tell us, what does it mean to be a stand for love? You're still on mute. Sorry. Yes. Um, thank you. Uh, for your insight, sisters, I am total, totally aligned with your um, definitions and that it is about aligning with that frequency. Um, love, to me, is one of the highest frequencies that we can embody. Um, so being a stand for love is really tuning in to that energy uh, that is within ourselves, um, but also within everything. I feel love is um, the fabric really from which all things come from in the universe. And when we can recognize that we are that, you know, first and foremost, um, as spiritual beings, it, it makes it a lot easier to be a stand for love. And for me, it's been a journey, um, really wrestling with what society says love is versus what I have I guess always felt like I've always felt connected to that source, that energy that um, Fahima was talking about, something that's greater than ourselves um, and just tapping into that. And the more that I tap into that, the more I can radiate that and the more I can be that. Um, and when we are vibrating in that place of love, naturally it flows out and others feel that and they can pick up on our energy and they too can be more in alignment with that vibration. Um, but, you know, taking a stand for love, being a stand for love is also being a stand for yourself, you know, and committing to your self-growth, you know, your spiritual work, um, you know, your joy, like really committing yourself to live the life that you desire. That's also taking a stand for love and, and being yourself authentically, you know, standing in your power and um, really, really understanding that everything and everyone is connected and, you know, we are love. And um, I, I feel like now we're being assisted uh, spiritually in so many ways. There's just so many things happening that we don't see, but we can feel. And I feel like there's this expansion of, of consciousness, this expansion of love that's happening, almost like we can feel it. You know, these shifts are happening within us and we see the changes that are taking place in the world. And it's a really exciting time to be alive. Um, but, you know, I feel that, again, love is truly who we are. So when we can let go of the things that get in our way that keep us from really aligning with that, we can truly be that stand for love. Magnificent. Yeah. So now what you all have consistently brought light to is, are we free 
to be a stand for love? How do we free ourselves to do that? You, all of you are accomplished. And um, I would say, that's why I'm saying you would, you're experts, right? And you know how to do it from personal experience and from your actual study. So, so tell us more, like, how do we free ourselves up to, to be love, like Nicole said, or, you know, to be a stand for it? <clears throat> I want to ask you, Fahima, because I know that you're studying um, currently neuroscience. So I'm just curious, like, what do we have to do inside? <laughs> yeah, um, I love the subject that I'm doing right now. Um, it's psychology and neuroscience. Um, it's a master's degree. And um, it's fascinating because we think that our mind and our brain is the same, but it's actually different. Um, one is the organ and the other obviously is our thoughts, but it's very much, you know, interlinked. And um, there's lots of studies and philosophers that have said, you know, either one comes first or the other. For example, um, if you smile, automatically you'll feel happy. And others say, well, if you just feel happy, then you smile. But actually there's studies that shows that both can happen. So um, the thing is, the way in which I look at neuroscience and psychology and put it together is that, yes, we have a certain function and the brain works in a particular way, but your thoughts can actually change your brain. There are recent studies, fMRI, you know, fMRI scans that shows when you think in a particular way, it actually changes and lights up in your brain. So there are chemicals that are released. We know that. We know that when we, you know, think in a particular way and feel in a particular way, it can actually hurt us or it can actually elevate us. It can even cause pain, like physical pain, as we know with heartbreak. Um, so when you go and, you know, basically um, go straight into understanding your mind um, it's not just your thoughts it's actually the functions and the neuropathways and the actual connections and the wiring that happens when you are actually acting behaving and you know thinking and feeling and also your perceptions and your emotions and what's lit up um, we can also get really mixed up with regards to lust and desire and love. I think a lot of the times, you know, we're such in a high when we are first meeting somebody new and we feel in a particular way and there is a connection, there is a vibration there, but we need to give ourselves a bit of time to relax and be in a normal state to understand that, you know, at the end of the day, this is something that will die off slightly and it will not give us the same feeling. And that's why a lot of relationships don't last because they want that high consistently and continuously, which is not normal. There is a, um, a stress level that happens in our body and it's called homeothesis. And basically it says the way in which we have stress is if we have too much pleasure or too much pain. So we need to have that balance. So even when people are overexcited, that actually causes stress to the brain because it's not actually keeping in line with the, the kind of um, sort of like, you know, the sort of balance that we need to have. So learning so much about the brain and the neuroscience and how we need to be, I guess society really does mess us around and social media and the stereotypes and, you know, a lot of the cliches that we think about how love should be. And, oh, if you don't feel in a particular way, if you don't be in a particular way, then this is not it. When you actually understand how your body works, how your mind is, how your brain is wired, then you will realize that actually we just need to be at peace. We need to be at calm. We need to be balanced. And we can't have that all the time, but that's what we need to strive for not tipping that balance too much, even to the pleasure side of things. Um, so in this society where it's growing so much with social media and a lot of like expectations, which are unrealistic, that's why we have such a high level of, you know, un, you know unhealthy mental health. Um, so I feel that, you know, we are not growing um, in, in sort of like the direction that we are actually aligned to we're not growing in a in a space where our body can actually deal with yet we are powerful we're actually uh depleting and with so much technology with so much advancements our mental health is declining and i'm studying this in order to understand why and now i realize why and so we need to take ourselves out of this um arena that we're in and we need to be real individuals and not just follow suit 
as to what's being told to us and realize that is, you know, sometimes an agenda for us to go in a particular direction. So we need to stand up against it and question it and be curious about what is being fed to us so that we can actually be healthy in our mind and our body. I love that. I, I love that you're, you're saying that we can um, help ourselves to control the outside influences. Um, but I, I want Taomi to pick up on the piece about having too much pleasure. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I mean, from the tantric perspective, and your mic is muted, just so, you, just in case you weren't aware um, before you speak. And um, I know that the there's a way to redirect our energy. So, tell us more about that and how we can balance ourselves from your expertise. Well, it's first about remembering that our bodies are naturally wired for pleasure and that there's so many different forms of pleasure that we can experience. So in maintaining that balance, it's all about recognizing you can experience pleasure through your five senses. So that sensual pleasure, spiritual pleasure, anything that adds to your spiritual health, emotional pleasure, anything that adds to your emotional state and then sexual pleasure. And what I find is that in the world, People are very much, um, people are very much so connected to sexual pleasure and not realizing that there's so many other forms of pleasure to experience. And um, in Tantra, what we're always, I'm sorry, give me one second. Okay, so what I, what I will do is I think, oh, now I found a new platform. This is so great. Um, what I was thinking is, um, oh, you're back. I was thinking we'll go to a commercial <laughs> break, but you're back. And look, I figured it out. We can all be on the screen. <laughs> this is so much fun for me. <laughs> so um, just creating balance and realizing that there's different forms of pleasure that you can experience at any time and striving for that perfect 10, that, that space where you feel at peace, you feel calm and you feel like you are completely present with what you're experiencing but then also remembering that you know you might not always be able to make it to that 10 spot and so being okay with the idea that you can strive for perfection as much as possible but you might not always reach that and being okay with at whatever level you're actually going to attain, obtain um and it's just all about being present you know, and being present with wherever you are in any moment within your emotional state, within your spiritual state, because a lot of people are living in a desensitized um, state where they're numb to the world. And it's because of the amount of trauma that they've experienced over the course of their lives and the unhealed trauma that has still caused like these breaks in the communication between the spiritual body and the physical body. And so some people don't even know what pleasure is because within their perception, there's so much suffering and pain and trauma that, and then they don't have like a lot of outside examples of what it looks like to just be happy or to be at peace or to even feel safe in where they live or even safe in their own bodies. And so for some people, it's difficult to even conceptualize what pleasure is. And then that's where being able to have just a, a small moment of clarity, whether that's someone being able to come in and say, hey, I see you, or, you know, just praying, Pr like prayer and meditation for me is major because as Nicole said, you know, we all are love. And so we can, we can connect to that at any time and through prayer and calling out to the creator and asking the creator for guidance and asking the creator for some type of relief. That's when the universe shows up for you. And so in being able to connect with that, then you can kind of come out of that space of, of numbness into just a moment of awareness. And that's all you really need is just that moment. And then if you follow that moment, then it will take you down a path of true awakening. And so, um, Everything that we teach in Tantra is about just connecting within. And you connect within to be able to feel outside of you. 
And people are always like grabbing at things externally, thinking that it's gonna be the solution, but it all starts right here. And some people are so afraid to connect with themselves. And I mean, I was there at one point, um, feeling afraid to just like really connect with myself because I knew that I had these gifts, right? But at a point I tried to suppress them because I wanted to be like everyone else. I didn't wanna be the weird one. But when I truly started tapping in and connecting back, then it was like, I've always been a magical being, but the magic became even more potent. And then people would say, what is it about you? There's something about your energy, you know? And so as both Fatima and Nicole said, like, I'm excited to see that there is this awakening that's happening right now. As much as people say this world is filled with suffering, I'm like, um, what I understand from my spiritual practice and the things that I read and study is that, you know, suffering is self-inflicted. And it starts with the fact that we think that we're separate from the creator and we don't think that we are love. And that's what has caused the suffering. And so when we return back to love, everything becomes balanced and you can feel when you're shifting outside of like love's law because you're like, Ooh, I'm a little hyperstimulated or I'm understimulated. You know what I mean? And so when you have that awareness, it's like you feel when you tip over on either side. So um, I'm grateful that I get to do this work. I'm grateful that I'm living the work and I'm happy to see so many others picking that up and, and understanding that it's all about balance. It really is. That That's really beautiful. I, I love that you, you pinpointed that we feel disconnected from ourselves because we disconnected from the creator. Nicole, I want you to pick up with the point about dealing with the trauma and feeling safe in our bodies. Cause I know in your Qigong practice and your yin yoga, actually, I only you do yin yoga too, but you mm -hmm. know, we'll have you deal with that, <laughs> that perspective. Sure. So yeah, we, we tend to, you know, those traumas tend to kind of get stuck in parts of our bodies, like physical areas and our energetic centers. And, you know, we actually have to do some sort of process to be able to release these traumas that tend to get lodged within our tissues. Um, the beautiful thing about Qigong is that, you know, through the energy and the, the breath work, we're able to, one, use our mind to set intention about how we're going to move energy uh, through the body. So we can be very um, targeted in releasing trauma, say, from the womb, um, which is where a lot of my work is shifting into doing. Um, and so many women have had, um, you know, sexual abuse or sexual trauma. Um, and so we're holding on to that, you know, that energy, unless we're doing the work to let it go. And it shows up. It shows up in our relationships. It shows up how we interact, not only with men, but also with other women um, and just our relationships in general. And so that becomes, I feel, our work um, as humans is to release the things that have, you know, the experiences that have come and have traumatized us to be able to release those um, so that we can fully be embodied in love, but also a vessel through which love flows and we can give that to other people. So it's hard to fully be a stand for love and to fully love yourself first and foremost, but also others when you're holding on to a lot of pain. Um, it's just it's just hard to do. So, and even if you are making that attempt, it's gonna come up at some point because it wants to be released, you know? Um, I feel like we're always trying to move back into that place of, yeah, being like the creator, like the source, which is that pure love, that unconditional love. So we have to do that work within ourselves first and foremost to really be able to, you know, be that embodiment so that we can radiate it and share that with others. So the, the trauma work is really important. Um, and, you know, we all have experienced some level of trauma to some extent. So we're all on this journey of doing this work, um, you know, but how committed we are, that's really up to us, right? And, um, if we want to really be that that being and live that life, we know that we can and we deserve. We have to do the inner work. 
Um, and there's so many paths of it. And that's the beautiful thing. So you get to choose what resonates with you. There is no one way, you know, there's so many beautiful ways to align with source, to align with love. You know, you just have to figure out what works for you and, and just be consistent, you know? Yeah, so true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, for my viewers and listeners, I know you, you get it. Now you understand why I had this powerhouse panel of women. Like we just covered our mind, body, and soul. Did you guys get that part? I'm so, I'm so excited right now. So um, with that, I want to take a little commercial break and we'll be right back. I'll see if there are any questions. Yes, this is an interactive live show. So for those of you who are watching live, um, please ask us some questions and um, we'll be right back. I'm your host, Cordelia Gaffar, the emotions opener. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. Do you remember when you were a young girl, joyful, playful, and carefree? Even into your young adulthood, you were very confident and showed up very present and powerful. Yet somehow, when your role changed, you gave up your power to the powers that be. Join me on an exploration of how the inward shows up in our collective consciousness. Are you taking the time to replenish yourself, body, mind, and soul? Are you enjoying the beauty of the full human experience? Are you free? Let's see. And we're back. So do you think that we've given people enough tools to be free, um, to just, you know, be themselves and love themselves and connect? Um, let's have a little free talk, you know, like whoever wants to, to, to pick it up from where we left off and, you know, and share, like, what was your your story to, to free yourself. Okay, don't let all talk at once. <laughs> wow, but the journey has been long, very long. Like I said, I came here with this awareness and a connection to the creator um, in a way that I think adults couldn't really understand. I'm like, how do you know these things? You're so wise, you know? And I still get that, even though I'm a full grown adult now, adults older than me are still like, you're so wise for your age. And so, um, but I noticed how over time and just having experiences in life and having people tell you things about yourself that are not true and, you know, seeking acceptance and just like the humanist, like being a human <laughs> um, and trying to just like fit in here things get repressed and suppressed. And I started to experience depression really bad in my childhood. Mm -hmm. And I was always crying out for help, but no one really recognized what it was. And no one knew how to help me because of course, like, you know, in the African-American community, going to therapy isn't really embraced or accepted. And I'm happy to see that so many of our people are waking up and ac accessing um, therapy now. But when I was growing up, it wasn't even a thing. And so I've always been on like a spiritual path. I grew up in the Baptist church. And then when I, um, I always felt like there was more, like the church was holding out on me with the information. I was just like, there is more stuff out here for me to know. And so when I went to college, I just went on my own path of spiritual awareness. And I found some mentors who were so beautiful and gracious and kind and just like guiding me into different forms of like metaphysical sciences and things like that. And then I ended up meeting my Tantra mentor who, you know, she said, Tantricas are, are born, they're not made. So you've done this work at some point within your many lifetimes. And when I arrived at the work, I was like, yes, this is very familiar. I know I've been doing this. <laughs> and um, quite naturally doing it without even knowing. And um, I realized at a point in my, my training that I had always been practicing Tantra with my father. 
um, my my dad, whenever I would be upset emotionally, he he always feels me. And so he would tell me to come into his arms and just to hug him and breathe together. So we would breathe together, big inhales, big exhales. And then he would say, okay, now on the next exhale, whatever it is, just give it to me. And I would give it to him and he would say, don't worry about me. I can take this. I'm just going to poop it out later, you know? <laughs> and um, my dad would always say, and he, my dad is still alive. So um, actually celebrating his 60th birthday this Friday. So yay. Happy birthday. <laughs> and I, he would always say that he's different, that he's a different person. And I, I understand now because he has a, an intuition and just like this understanding about like spirituality that I think a lot of people underestimate. And so when I realized that I had always been practicing Tantra and just like energy exchange with him, I was like, wow, I'm very blessed to have like the parents that I have in my life. And so step by step, I feel like I've been melting away the layers. And I can say at this point in my life, like I'm 34 years old, at this point in my life, I feel like I'm back. <laughs> I'm back to where I started and I'm settling into that and really just stepping into it. And just allowing myself to feel the awkwardness that can sometimes come along with, um, you know, moving through a world that feels very murky, but being a light and realizing that, and my dad would say this to me all the time, he said, you are a light, you are going to attract everything from the smallest of insect to the largest of bear. <laughs> And everything in between, you're going to attract it all. So just remember that you have a responsibility with your light. And so um, just really stepping in and understanding that I am a warrior for love. And I love that Fatima said, the way that you think can change your brain. Because I've literally just been living in a vibration of, I'm going to choose to remember the truth. And when when those shadow thoughts come up into my mind, just be a quiet observer of them and then immediately replace them with the truth. And so it's been very successful and I've been feeling high, like <laughs> on, a, on a natural high, um, waking up and going to sleep knowing that I'm completely in control of my narrative. I'm completely in control of my experience here. And I'm happy that I took my time. I think a, a lot of people just want to, get to it quick. It's like, where's the pill? Where's the microwavable experience? Like, I need this to be quick. And you have to realize that if you've been living your life asleep for so long, that once you come back to the truth of who you are, there's going to be layers upon layers upon layers of imagined things that you literally have to cast to the side and replace it with the truth in order to be solid in who you are in love. And it can sometimes feel like you're having an identity crisis because everything that you've attached yourself to is melting away and you're left with asking yourself, who am I? And um, my, my ex-husband would always say, you're not having an identity crisis. You're just, you're just uh, choosing to put the ego aside. This is who you've always been, not an identity crisis. And so it really helps when you have people in your life who can remind you of the truth when you feel like you're, you're faltering or you feel like you're stumbling, because it's going to happen. And just being okay with that is, yeah. is a really big part of it. So take your time, folks. Take your time. And for me, I'd have to say all you three women um, or have been that for me in my journey, you know, like Fahima, I met her like at the perfect time, like right as I was starting my divorce process. And then I met Nicole, like kind of aftermath, <laughs> but I still had like all that neurological, like, um, muscle memory to, to work out the trauma. And then, um, I met you, Ty, and it was just like icing on the cake. I'm like, I've got to share all of you with everybody. So we got a question in, what is the responsibility of light? So Fahima, I saw that you were going to speak a little bit earlier. I don't know if you want to 
tackle that for us. Yeah, I resonate so much with everyone so far with what they're saying. And I feel I always pray for things to come to me that is meant for me. And I, I just can't feel any more um, aligned and in the space that I need to be like how I am tonight. Honestly, it's like as if I'm, you know, I'm hearing an echo when I hear any of you, you know, women speak. It's literally exactly how I feel. Um, obviously, even coming from so many different, you know, walks of life, background, whatever it may be, I just feel that we're just so connected in the way in which we're actually um, thinking and feeling. And even with the experience, I just find that for myself, um, even as a young person growing up, I loved nature and I still do. And for me, that is freedom. That is like knowing that, you know, this is how the world is. And even when you describe the seasons and how the trees, you know, will change, this is how life is. And we need to connect with that. And we need to feel that. And I think with this reality and virtual world, um, it's so different now. And I think, we you know, people are losing out on that. But, you know, me being, you know, sort of old school and still looking up at the clouds and even that just makes me happy. And if I see the trees, even on a rainy day, just kind of sway, that calms me down. It is all meditation. It is all, you know, slowing down. It is being present. It is being in the moment. It is also helping your breathing. All of these techniques are all intertwined. But in order for someone to feel the light, to feel responsible, to feel real here right now, is to be in that moment. And if you don't have anywhere to go and you have nobody, literally just step outside regardless of the weather <laughs> believe me we are, when you're in the UK you don't care about if it's cloudy you'll still find the sunlight <laughs> so for me you know I just look in the park and I'm like how many different shades of green there is I mean we don't think in those kind of terms anymore we don't actually focus on what is right in front of us to actually be um, content grateful and fulfilled in the moment so I think the responsibility is literally all around us and everywhere. And my spiritual being and my uh, faith also aligns with, with all of that. It's all in there. And I think that we all connect in that way, regardless of how we see it. And same like how Tayomi was saying, whenever I read a book, when I was into the self-development world, I always felt like, wow, I'm already doing that. I just now have a terminology for it. So I was already steps ahead. I was already there. I read any book nowadays and I'm like, I'm doing this already. This is me. I'm on top of it. You know, I'm beyond levels. And people think, oh, I mean, I'm so arrogant. But it's not that. I'm confident. I know my worth. And, you know, people that can't see that, like now, it doesn't bug me. I'm just like, okay, you'll get there too one day, you know, if you choose, okay, right? But at the same time, I just feel so whole and complete. And I just, I just have so much to give. And I, I want to give love. It's not even about receiving. I want to give it. I want to show it. I want to share it. And I want, because I, I, I feel it, it's all around me. And it's, it's so much in me as well. So being a stand for love is nothing to do with being in a relationship. It's, it's really about you being complete, whole and fulfilled. And I just feel that, you know, you do attract the right people. And now, even if I have a talk, if I have a show, I just think of something, I open up my phone, people complain about social media and I get an article, which is exactly what I need to talk about. It's your manifestation. It's what you use. It's how you use it. I don't blame anything or anyone because I am there as a magnet for what's my intention, my heart, and it comes to me. And I think everyone can, you know, use that in the same way if they only knew how. And it's very simple, really, really simple. We know we just need to... Um, be free and understand that terminology for us is slightly different to individuals but honestly like embrace nature i love nature regardless if it's raining just you know really embrace it and i think that's the simplest way that if anyone is struggling right now and if you're in a challenge you can do it right here right now and there's no excuse and you will see the difference yeah totally agree i I love that you you like to look at the different shades of green. You know that green is actually a healing, like just watching the color green, it like does something in your brain. So you were supposed to say that part of it. Anyway. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'll give you something to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
I just love to listen to all of you. But you know, the other part about um, trees, I have been reading this book, The Hidden Life's Life of Trees. They also made a documentary about it and it's on Amazon. And it's just like the interconnectedness of the trees and the lineage and everything. And that's the same like we are as human beings. And when you talk about us being a magnet, right? We really do magnetize what we truly uh, believe in our hearts, right? And it just kind of emanates up here. So Nicole, carry on with that. Ah, yes. Uh, I am so aligned with <laughs> you two sisters. It's so crazy. I see myself so much in you. Um, and like you, Tayomi, I grew up uh, in a Baptist um, household. And, you know, I too felt that there has to be a little bit more than what I'm being shown. And I would always ask questions that, you know, my parents were reluctant to give me answers to. Uh, but I, you know, I always felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, as it was called, um, within me. And I feel like that presence really is within all of us, you know, that is uh, the God force or source or divine intelligence, Allah. It has many names, but it is love, you know, when it, we break it down to its truest um, uh, essential, it is love. So I feel like I already connected with that. But when I was allowed to really get out of my parents' household and explore for myself, I was able to tap into different uh, philosophies. And I was really intrigued by yoga. I was really intrigued by, um, you know, uh, Buddhism. I studied a couple of different things before I realized that I was supposed to take the best of all of these things and in this lifetime create my own spirituality. Um, and so that's where I am now. I feel like, you know, we get to choose our path. And for me, it started as a healer's path. Um, I saw a book, I think I may have shared this in the last story, but the book had the words Reiki on it. And I, it was just this inner knowing, like I have Reiki, that sounds familiar, you know? And when I started to read the book, it, it was very evident that I had done this work in a past lifetime, even though I did not know about past lifetimes, I just knew that it really resonated. And so that just kind of, you know, started me down the rabbit hole and I started learning about, um, energy and spirit guides and angels and crystals and this whole world just really opened up for me. Um, and I'm still on that path today. And I feel like when you're ready, your teachers start to appear. Um, and so they just started popping up. You know, I had a mentor uh, who taught me Reiki. She took me as her apprentice and she was clairvoyant. She was very open spiritually. So she taught me a little unconventional uh, way of doing the work. And then I found my first Qigong teacher, uh, Wayne Chandler. And, you know, I was like, this Qigong stuff, this is, this is real good. You know, I'm feeling in my body. I'm like, things moving around. I'm letting some stuff go. And so I knew that I needed that for myself. I knew I needed to do some deeper healing work. So I feel like the modalities that I've been drawn to was really to help me release my own traumas and my own, um, you know, energetic blockages and things that were kind of getting in my way. Um, and so it just naturally happened that I would be able to share these things with other people. And I wasn't seeking to learn to share. I was really seeking for my own healing. Um, but, you know, Source had a plan, you know, and, and so I can stand today. Um, I even... Two years ago, I taught a Qigong retreat with my first Qigong teacher. So everything kind of came back full circle um, through my journey. And um, the womb healing work, you know, that has been huge for me. Um, you know, having dealt with sexual abuse in this lifetime and, and just working through that, you know, and all that that means and what it did for me. Um, you know, in, in closing down my heart, which I didn't realize at the time, and there was a disconnect from the heart in, in the womb, you know? And so my work was learning how to, you know, recalibrate and to heal my heart and also my womb so that, that because, you know, really powerful creative energy flows when those two are in sync, you know, and we can allow source to create through us. And um, I feel like within the last really six months, my heart has really been like, whoo, expanding. 
And um, I got out of relationship, you know, and I was like, I'm working on myself, you know, I'm just focusing on my vision. And sometimes we can lose ourselves in other people. And I was like, that's not going to be my story anymore. So the next person that comes into my life, he has to take me as I am <laughs> and love me as I am and um, not try to change me on any level and adore and respect me. And, and that energy is already really close to me. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but, you know. <laughs> We attract what we want and, and when we're ready for it. And, and I have been doing the work and um, I'm just so excited just, you know, about what's happening in my life and and just the energy that's on the planet right now in this expansion. And and you ladies who are also doing this work, it's like we are connected, you know, even through the vessel Cordelia, who has brought us together to have this conversation, but we're all doing this work, really powerful work in our own right, you know, in the world. And so I feel like when we come together, we're even more powerful. And so what I see is a lot of collaboration happening and, you know, women coming together really just, you know, when powerful women get together, powerful things happen. So, you know, I'm happy to be a part of uh, the journey and um, I'm still on my journey of healing. Um, you know, it is a journey, but I'm happy with where I am right now. And I feel like this is the most open and the most magnetic just seeing the the miracles that are happening in my life it, almost effortlessly, you know, people just giving me stuff. I'm in a place of receptivity. Um, <laughs> I have given a lot. <laughs> so I'm grateful. <laughs> I feel like everything you're saying is so true. And, and yes, we are changing the collective consciousness, you know, with these uh, conversations. And that's really what I want to bring to light on the free to be show. It's like, are, we have lots of information, like as I'm listening to each one of you, you keep sharing, like, I freed myself because I, I knew something, I checked into it, and then I had a vocabulary for it, right? And then you leaned into it full mind, body, and soul. And that looks like that's the key to unlocking the door to true freedom. Because it, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm reading Get Over It right now by Iyanla Van Zandt. And, and she has the four A's, right? And so she talks about awareness, right? So we all were aware. And then there's the acknowledgement, right? Once you acknowledge what you're aware of, and then there's the acceptance, and then there's the action. And that and that and those are the keys to getting over it. <laughs> and And getting over it means, you know, being free in your mind, being free in your heart, allowing those connections to happen energetically within you and emotionally and spiritually. So um, I just, can we breathe into that? I mean, I, I'm loving all of you. Um, yeah. <sighs> so freeing, you know, and, and that frees us also to love it frees us um, from worry because when you know that um, when you know what you don't have to control because there is, you know, a law, there is source creator, whatever you're calling divine love, right? We're all an extension of that and we can just free ourselves to be ourselves. So um and Candy, thank you for being here. And I, I want to acknowledge, speak of acknowledgement. Um, Candy um, has a beautiful women's group, and I think she's streaming this into her group right now. Um, and Annie is, um, she's one of the co-authors in Begin With The Breath. She created something called The Breath Work. And Portia is a friend of mine through the um, Ultimate Coach community. So thank you ladies for being here live and putting your comments. We didn't get a whole lot of questions, but that's okay because I'm quite sure people were just intrigued from your knowledge and your light and love offerings. And so what I like to do at the end and Ty and Nicole know this, but I ask for my guests to give one word that would sum up your golden nugget for our conversation tonight. I can start. Um, I would say trust. Trust in the divine. Trust in your pathway. Trust 
in what it is that you do believe as a higher power. And that really does um, empower your intuition and your gut feeling. And it will help you navigate through life in a very, very smooth manner. So have that trust. And when you have that trust with your faith and your belief, it really, really does open up doors where you, you honestly uh, have no idea. I love that. Trust is a perfect word. Who's next? I'll go. Um, trust is a beautiful word. And um, I would say surrender. Mm. Surrender. And that has been, you know, something that a theme that has really shown up for me over the last few years. So surrendering to that which you are, you know, which is love. And and don't try to fight against your path, you know, just 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 be, just surrender, allow it to flow. And that goes back to trust. Trust and surrender are friends. Um, so when you trust, you can surrender and just allow that love to flow and to, and to just be, you know, be who you are. Yeah. I love that. Hi. I'm going to say connection because mm -hmm. without us connecting to source, without us connecting to the earth, without us connecting even to ourselves and what's happening internally, there is no way for us to even experience love. And so connection, that's, that sums up everything for me. Mm, I love that. And <laughs> I'm just reading the comment. I know. <laughs> Um, in the limelight, along with her beautiful mind. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm buying time because, like, I can't find a word, but <laughs> how about love? <laughs> I mean, really, that's right, what we were talking about. So we have trust, connection, surrender, and love. And that's how you allow yourself to be free as a single person and be a stand for love because that's what you are. Just trust, connect and surrender. Thank you ladies so much for being here. Um, loving is sharing. So share this with another heart, share this with another soul and um, join us next week when I have a panel of men and we'll talk about the same thing. <laughs> All right, good night ladies. Bye. Good night. Good night. Pleasure. Thank you for joining the conversation. Now take the time to reflect, introspect, and implement at least one action. Be in your body, be in your soul, be in your spirit. You know, be free. Until next week.